Section 41 of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Modern Magic, a practical treatise on the art of conjuring by Professor Louis Hoffman. Miscellaneous Tricks, Part 8. To fire borrowed rings from a pistol and make them pass into a goblet filled with bran and covered with a handkerchief, the bran disappearing and being found elsewhere. The glass used in this instance is of ordinary tumbler size. It is not brought forward as above, with the bran shape already in place, but empty, and may therefore be freely offered for inspection. With it is brought forward a wooden box of any size and shape filled with bran, and in this, ready to hand, is concealed the bran shape. We have already had occasion to describe the magic pistol, or rather pistol tube, but the tube used in this instance, see figure 217, has an additional peculiarity. It is of comparatively small size, being about two inches wide at the mouth. Within this mouth fits easily a tin cup, A, about an inch and three quarters in depth, and having its edge turned over outwards all around, so as to afford a ready grip to the palm when it may be necessary to remove it. The pistol is beforehand loaded with powder, and the cup above described is placed in the mouth of the tube. The performer begins by asking the loan of three rings to be fired from his magic pistol. To preclude the possibility of their being exchanged, he requests the owners to drop them into the pistol themselves. First, however, by way of wad, he takes a small piece of white paper and presses its center portion into the mouth of the pistol tube, its edges projecting all round and forming a sort of cup to receive the rings. Three rings having been offered and dropped into the pistol, the performer closes over the edges of the paper and presses them down with his wand, the effect being as if the rings were fairly rammed down into the pistol, though they really remain in the cup just within the mouth. He now hands the pistol to one of the spectators, requesting him to hold it muzzle upwards above his head. In handing it to him, he places for a moment his own right hand over the mouth of the tube, his palm being flat upon it, and in again removing the hand, lifts out and palms the cup, which the projecting edge enables him to do with perfect ease. He has thus obtained possession of the rings. As the holder of the pistol has been instructed to hold it above his head, he is not very likely to look into it, but lest he should do so and discover that the rings are already removed, it is well to place in the tube beforehand a piece of crumpled white paper to represent that which contained the rings. The performer now hands round the glass for examination, and subsequently draws attention to the box of bran. While doing this, he has little difficulty in getting the rings out of the cup and paper into his right hand. He then, holding the glass in his left hand, dips it into the box and fills it with bran, which he forthwith pours slowly back again to prove its genuineness. Meanwhile, his right hand is engaged in fishing up the bran shape among the bran, placing it mouth upwards in the box, and dropping the rings into it. When he again dips the glass into the box, he slips it mouth downwards over the shape, immediately turning it into the natural position and bringing it up, to all appearance full of bran. As the rings were in the shape, they are, of course, now in the glass. He brushes the loose bran off the top, 
and then covers the glass with a borrowed handkerchief, taking particular notice on which side hangs the loop of thread. The person holding the pistol is now requested to take good aim and fire at the glass. He does so, and the performer, lifting the handkerchief with the shape within it, lets the latter drop on the servante, and advancing with the glass, requests the owners to identify their rings. The trick may either end here, upon the supposition that the bran has been blown away altogether by the explosion, or the bran may be shown to have passed into some other place. There are numerous methods of effecting this latter transposition. For instance, the pivas, see page 351, first shown empty, may be used, or the bran may be made to fall out of a second borrowed handkerchief by means of the bag shown on page 248, or may be found in the apparatus next described. The domino box, sometimes called the glove box. This is a little oblong box of walnut or rosewood measuring about four inches in length by two inches in width and an inch and a quarter in depth. It has a sliding lid, drawing out in the ordinary manner, but the whole box has a tightly fitting inner lining, which may be pulled out, drawer fashion, with the lid. See figure 218. It is used as follows. Any small article, say a glove or a lady's handkerchief, is secretly placed inside this inner lining. The performer exhibits the box to the company, and to show that it is empty, turns it over towards them and draws the lid nearly out, drawing out with it at the same time the inner lining or drawer also. See figure 219. From the position of the box, the drawer is, at a very short distance, completely hidden by the lid. The box is, of course, seen to be perfectly empty. The performer now closes it, and turning its right side upwards, places it on the table. He then proceeds with the next stage of the trick, and at the right moment again opens the box, or invites someone else to do so. This time the lid alone is drawn out, and the hidden article is found in the box. There is another specialty about the domino box which renders it available to cause the disappearance of a coin placed in it. Though, as in the case of the rattle box described in the chapter devoted to coin tricks, the coin is heard to rattle within it till the very moment of its disappearance. This is effected as follows. Between the bottom of the drawer and that of the proper box is a very small space just large enough to allow a shilling to lie between the true and false bottom. On the underside of the drawer, however, see figure 220 showing the underside of the drawer portion, are glued two thin strips of wood gradually approaching each other and thereby narrowing this space to a width of about half an inch. If when the lid is withdrawn with the drawer, as already explained, a shilling or sovereign is dropped into the box and the box again closed, the coin will have plenty of room to rattle about as long as it remains at the end A, but if shaken down with a sharp jerk in the direction of the end B, it will become caught in the narrower portion of the opening, and will thenceforth be silent, unless it may suit the purpose of the performer to release it again, which he can do by a sharp downward jerk in the direction of A. Of course, as the coin is below the false bottom, it will appear to have vanished when the box is opened in the ordinary way. The domino box is sometimes used to change a sovereign to its equivalent in silver, this change being beforehand wrapped in paper and concealed in the drawer. 
it is sometimes also caused to fill itself with bonbons in place of a coin deposited in it these boxes are usually made in pairs alike in appearance but the one is a simple box without any speciality and may therefore be handed round for examination the mechanical box being adroitly substituted at the right moment the fact that two boxes are used is of course carefully concealed the coffee trick coffee berries changed to hot coffee white beans to sugar and bran to hot milk the pieces of apparatus used in this trick are of brass or japanned tin and are three in number two being tall cylindrical vases standing eighteen to twenty inches in height the third a goblet-shaped vase of about half that height the latter is made upon the principle of the bran glass above described consisting of three portions see figure two hundred twenty one the goblet a the cover c and a shallow tray b which fits into the goblet and which if the cover is pressed down smartly and again removed is lifted off with it it differs however from the bran shape in the fact that b is open at top instead of at bottom and is only about one-fifth the depth of the goblet leaving therefore considerable space below it this portion of the apparatus is prepared for use by placing in the goblet a quantity of hot milk putting b in position above it and finally filling b with loose bran the construction of the two other vases will be quickly understood upon an inspection of figures two hundred twenty two and two hundred twenty three a is the vase and see the cover fitting loosely over it but between these two is a well b made double so as to fit at once into and outside of a after a mode of construction which we have more than once had occasion to notice there is a bayonet catch at the lower edge of c corresponding with a pin or stud at the lower edge of b so that c may be lifted off either with or without b there is a similar catch at the lower edge of b corresponding with a stud at the bottom of a but cut in the opposite direction to the other catch so that the action of unlocking a from b locks b to c and vice versa the vase a requires a special description a shallow saucer of tin d just fits the interior of the vase working up and down therein piston fashion but prevented from coming out altogether by the fact that the upper edge of a is slightly turned inwards all around below d is a spiral spring whose action tends to force d to the top of the vase as shown in figure two hundred twenty two from the centre of d however there extends downwards through the spiral spring a piece of stiff wire e with a crook f at the end the foot of the vase is hollow throughout if the saucer d is forced down by pressure from within this wire as soon as it reaches the position shown in figure two hundred twenty three will hook itself within the foot of the vase and so keep down d until the crook is again released when the hole will instantly return to the condition shown in figure two hundred twenty two the bottom of the foot is open so that the fingers can without difficulty find and release the crook when necessary the vases are prepared by pressing down d in each as shown by the dotted lines in figure two hundred twenty three and filling the well of the one with hot coffee and that of the other with loaf sugar their respective covers are then placed over them 
the attention of the audience is first directed to a couple of wooden boxes each about half as long again as the vases and ten or twelve inches in depth one of which is filled with coffee berries and the other with white haricot beans the performer now uncovers the vase which contains the coffee first turning the bayonet catch so as to lift off the well b with the cover and shows by holding the vase upside down and rattling his wand within it that it is perfectly empty he now fills it with coffee berries laying it down in the box to do so and holding it by the foot with one hand while he shovels the berries into it with the other having completely filled it with berries he holds it aloft and to show that there is no deception tilts it and lets them run back again into the box again he dips it into the box but as he does so releases the crook which the fingers of the hand holding the vase are just in position to do and thus lets d fly up to the top of the vase again he brings up the vase apparently full as before but really having only a mere layer of berries of the depth of d at the top he now puts on the cover the well in which again forces d and the superposed layer of coffee berries down to make way for it and causes the crook again to catch beneath the hollow of the foot the same operation is now gone through with the vase whose well contains the sugar and the box of white beans the performer lastly takes from the third vase a handful of bran which he scatters to show its genuineness and then places the cover over it the trick is now really completed on removing the respective covers taking care of course first to turn the bayonet catches in the right direction the wells are released from the covers and locked to the vases which are thus found full respectively of hot coffee and sugar and on removing the cover of the third vase the bran is lifted off with it and the milk is revealed some coffee vases and more particularly those of french make dispense with the bayonet catch replacing it by a peculiar arrangement inside the top of the cover the upper edge of the well is slightly turned in all round and the turning of the knob at the top of the cover causes three flat bolts or catches to shoot out circularly from the edges of a hollow disc soldered to the top of the cover inside and insert themselves under this projecting edge see figures two hundred twenty four two hundred twenty five the mechanical arrangement by which this is effected is almost impossible to explain in writing though it becomes readily intelligible upon an actual inspection of the apparatus and will be understood without much difficulty after a slight study of the above diagrams the arrow in each case indicating the direction in which the knob must be turned in order to bring the bolts into the condition shown in the opposite diagram the inexhaustible box the inexhaustible box is to all outward appearance a plain wooden box of walnut mahogany or rosewood in length from twelve to twenty inches and in depth and width from nine to fifteen inches whatever its dimensions its width and depth exclusive of the lid must be alike to prove that it is without preparation within the performer turns it over on the table towards the spectators and lifting the lid shows that it is perfectly empty again he closes it and turning it right side upwards opens it once more and instantly proceeds to take from it a variety of different articles 
at any moment the box is again turned over towards the audience and shown to be empty but it is no sooner replaced than the performer recommences taking from it toys bonbons etc the supply being many times larger than could possibly be contained at one time in the box the bottom of a b of the box see figure two hundred twenty six is movable working on a hinge b extending along its front when the box is turned over to the front this bottom piece does not turn over with it but remains flat upon the table as before a piece of wood b c of exactly similar size and shape is glued to a b at right angles when the box stands right side upwards this piece lies flat against the front of the box whose upper edge is made with a slight return so as to conceal it when the box is turned over to the front this piece like the bottom retains its position while any object which had previously been placed in the box remains undisturbed but hidden by this latter piece see figures two hundred twenty six two hundred twenty seven it is of course necessary that each object should be of such a size as not to overpass the arc which the edge of the box describes in its change of position and the length from b to c must be exactly the same as that from a to b the mode of using the box will require little explanation any number of objects not overpassing the limits we have mentioned may be placed in the box which being then turned over can be shown apparently empty the box being replaced in its normal position the articles are again within it and can be produced at pleasure the effect of inexhaustibility is produced as follows each time that the performer turns over the box to show that it is empty he takes from the servante or from his pockets and places upon a b a fresh supply of articles to be produced as soon as the box is again right side upwards it should be mentioned that the hinge at b is made to act freely so that the bottom may by its own weight retain its position when the box is turned over and not turn over with the box some boxes are made with a catch or pin at some part of a so as to prevent a b falling prematurely while the box is being placed on the table or while the performer carries round the box and shows that inside and out it is without preparation this however the performer may safely do even without the use of any catch or fastening by taking care to grasp the box when carrying it by its front edge with his fingers inside it the fingers will thus press b c closely against the front of the box and will thereby effectually prevent a b from shifting its position the box is of course in the case supposed really empty the performer has therefore to make an opportunity for introducing what may be needful into it this he may do by remarking as he replaces it upon the table you are by this time ladies and gentlemen tolerably well satisfied that there is nothing in this box but for the greater satisfaction of those who may not have been able to see the interior as i carried it around i will once more show you that it is absolutely empty so saying he turns it over and once more shows the interior at the same time placing on a b whatever article he designs to produce end of section forty one